Hello, friends. Welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. Uh, the NHL head coaching carousel continues to spin in a very, uh, very fun circle of retreads and some veteran coaches that keep getting passed around different teams. A number have been announced as uh, on the verge of signing or are, have already signed deals with their brand new teams. The Winnipeg Jets are not one of these teams, and you'll find out on tonight's show uh, who they're still interested in signing and what candidates are now off the board, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, there are a couple of major topics that I thought would be worth checking out. Uh, the first and most pressing one, we're going to update the coaching search because a couple of major breakthroughs have finally started the dominoes falling. And I think it does mean that for the Jets, we're going to have a head coaching announcement before the end of the week. Um, I'm pretty confident, in fact, that the signing is going to occur sometime before uh, either uh, on Friday or before Friday. And I think we're going to see at least a pretty darn good candidate fall to the Jets. But uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And we'll also cover what some recent NHL transactions and signings that I think are an interesting early indicator of how teams are feeling and what it might mean for uh, Winnipeg trying to look to improve this roster. Because obviously, uh, the Jets roster as it is, it's not quite good enough. And I, I think most people can admit that internally, at least, uh, the, the sorts of improvements that need to be made probably aren't all going to come from the moose. So we'll talk about, you know, who the Jets might be interested in signing and sort of where the price range is for uh, free agents that are looking to maybe join the Jets and then close out with some thoughts on the next few years after uh, the following season, because obviously you know, the Jets have a, a very long-term picture that is a little bit complicated. But first, let's talk about the you know immediate future and the present. Uh, obviously, the Jets are, are waiting for a number of head coaching decisions, but two have come in that are going to help the Jets make a faster choice. Bruce Cassidy has signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. This has actually been confirmed and announced by the Knights themselves. Um, I think for me, this signing is actually pretty interesting. Cassidy was one of my top candidates uh, for Winnipeg's head coaching position. But, you know, I, I think the, the odds that the Jets were actually capable of bringing Cassidy in were probably pretty limited. Um, you know, the biggest thing with Bruce is that I think he was looking for a playoff competitive team and one that he could, uh, you know, get into a postseason spot pretty quickly. The Jets are a little bit more of a riskier proposition. And I, I do, su you know, suspect that with Cassidy, uh, where he lives, um, and not having to move across the border to Canada, uh, I'm sure probably played some role in his decision to move to the Knights. And I would also expect that the Knights were able to offer him some pretty nice wages. 
and a contract that I, I would say is probably a bit more lucrative than what the Jets might be able to offer uh, the, the current pool of candidates. Do I think this makes them a very scary team? In some capacities, I, I still kind of feel like the Knights have probably peaked with this current core so far. Uh, not that they can't return to really great heights and give uh, you know teams in the West a problem again, but I do feel like with the roster getting older, the constant cap situation that they're dealing with, and the fact that, to be honest, I don't know if their management team has done that great of a job recently. I, I just don't know if Cassidy is going to be the person to turn the team around. He might get them back into a postseason spot and playing pretty good hockey, but in terms of you know really improving the squad, I, I just don't know if they're going to be at a level that was as, as strong as it was a couple of years ago when they first debuted. Everyone kind of knows their style of game now. Uh, there's no secret to this team like there was when they first joined. And so I feel like the mystique factor has maybe worn off a little bit. Now, aside from Cassidy, the other name that has come off the board is John Tortorella, who appears to be uh, about to sign with the Philadelphia Flyers. It is funny on the face of it, right? Obviously, everyone kind of laughs and says, oh, you know, here comes another very Flyers coach who's probably going to be a short-term solution and not somebody that sticks around a lot. I, I will say that I, I do think Torts was willing to adjust his style especially when we, he was like with the Blue Jackets, right? I think Tortorella is one of the few coaches who actually kind of grew and adapted more towards the modern game. It wasn't a seamless transition. He still has blind spots, but I will say that, you know, when he first joined Columbus, uh, you know, and some of the samplings that I got to watch of that team under him, uh, which it wasn't like a ton, mind you, but I got enough of a sense that they were looking for a more up-tempo style of game. Uh, they were playing faster, aggressive hockey, but I think the, the thing with that, that team has always been a weaker roster, right? Tortorella didn't have a ton of talent to work with. And so I, I think he tried to work with that squad as much as humanly possible. But, you know, it wasn't really at a level where he was taking this team into a playoff spot and being really competitive. Um, I, I will say that I think him joining the Flyers might be a good turn for that team, just because I do think that they need some kind of disciplinary leadership with a strong voice and maybe Tortorella, you know, who tends to actually get along pretty well with a lot of his players. He might be somebody who's very much liked in that locker room and could be a more unifying force than a coach who doesn't really have the same uh, high-end esteemed leadership, I guess, qualities or something. You know, I, I think it still remains to be uh, judged on how he actually coaches that team. But in terms of like a hiring, I, I feel like you probably could do worse technically um, I don't think the Flyers would have really enjoyed going to DeBoer or, uh, you know, a, a, another run with Mike Yo. All of those guys, I feel, are still just subpar. And while Torts might not light the world on fire, I do think at least, you know, I, I kind of said on Twitter, you might actually be able to t teach an older dog some new tricks every now and then. And I think Tortorella has done a decent enough job trying to update his own philosophies and bring himself into the modern era. It's just with that team the way it is in Philadelphia, is it really going to make a tremendous difference? I don't know. He's going to have an entire season to figure it out and maybe a little bit of time after that. But of course, for the, the present and immediate future, there's a lot of work for him to do. Now, these two signings in Cassidy and, and uh, Tortorella have started a domino effect. And just a little bit, I, I want to talk about how this impacts Winnipeg's coaching search and whether or not the Jets missed out on one or both of these candidates. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out one of our awesome friends at rockauto.com. Uh, a lot of you are vehicle owners, and some of you might even be interested in doing DIY manual repairs, which uh, for those of you who have had to do auto parts shopping, 
you know that it's a really complicated process. It's kind of a pain in the butt. And oftentimes when you go out to a retail store, they might not even have what you need because there are so many makes and models out there and only so much inventory space for parts that can be often, you know, pretty big pieces, right? So instead of wasting time and money driving out somewhere and just waiting in line for what a, you know amounts to having to place an order for the part anyways, go to rockauto.com. They even have really good and, and great competitive prices on the same parts you would find in a retail store. You might look at a fuel pump for one vehicle for $350 at the store, but at rockauto.com, that same part is around $215 instead. You're getting what? Almost 50% off the retail price? That's a pretty great deal in my opinion. And, you know, it's super convenient. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that's really important to consider is that rockauto.com has been doing this for over 20 years. They know what you, you know, you, you're looking for. They know how to make their site super easy and approachable for all users. And they have great customer service. They've been serving folks like you for over 20 years. They're a family-run business. They always put customers first. And they have a great selection of really competitively priced parts. So to place your order, go to rockauto.com rock right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. When you place an order, be sure to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Uh, thank you for choosing to make us your first listen of the day every day. As we are currently uh, waiting for some of the head coaching dominoes to continue falling, we've talked about two that have just uh, been announced as signings, Bruce Cassidy to Vegas and John Tortorella to Philadelphia, most likely. It's not entirely confirmed yet, uh, but you know there are some ramifications for the Jets. And I think one of the biggest questions is, did the Jets not uh, do their due diligence or mess up here in not getting either of these coaches? I'll answer that question in just a super quick moment. But before I go any further, I did have like a super, uh, you know, quick favor to ask of y'all. Obviously, we're always looking to grow our channel and uh, this podcast in particular, Locked on Jets, as part of the Locked on NHL's growth. Um, Locked on Jets has suddenly found itself exploding in popularity over the past couple of weeks. And we're always looking for ways to improve the show. And we have this super quick survey that you can fill out at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. It's only going to take you a few minutes. You can tell us what you like about our show, what you dislike, and what you would like to see changed. And honestly, again, it's only going to take you a few minutes. And when you complete it, you'll be automatically entered to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. I love free stuff. I'm sure a lot of you do too. And for just giving us your thoughts on the podcast, you can get a really great discount on maybe your next concert or even some Winnipeg Jets tickets. So head on over to uh, you know LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey and fill it out for us. We really appreciate and value your feedback and support. As far as uh, the question of the Jets and the head coaching search, right? Obviously, this is um, one of the more complicated situations for Winnipeg, but you know, there's only so much the Jets can do to recruit a big, you know, big time player like, say, Barry Trotz. Now, I, I'm getting the sense that Trotz is choosing the Jets. I, I feel like, despite there being some news that he was uh, doing some real estate shopping down in Nashville, I, I think the Jets are still his destination. He apparently lives down in Nashville just in the off season. So it's not like this is particularly surprising news. Uh, but I, I do think that with all of what he's looking for and where the Jets are at, which is a team that's on the verge of being somewhat competitive, but still needing some work and, and overhauling uh, and also being maybe willing to offer him a more management like position at the end of his coaching tenure, I just don't think there are many other teams that would really have the same mixture of, of offerings. 
Vegas for me was probably one of the top destinations left. Um, maybe the Boston Bruins, if they weren't interested in going for a full rebuild, but that seems to be more the direction they're trending. And Philadelphia probably would have been one of the other biggest choices because it's a Metro division team, which means he wouldn't have to relocate as far. Um, he stays in a conference that he's got a lot of experience in, especially recently. And I think, you know, he, he would have an understanding of what to do with the, you know, the Flyers players having encountered them and, uh, you know, played or coached against them recently. You know, it's not like these, this, this is a, a particularly alien team to him, but after all of that said and done, there is one candidate out there that might have a more competitive offer, and that's Detroit. Detroit might be, for a lot of coaches, a dream destination because you would be joining a super historical franchise, one with an incredible pedigree of former playoff success and titles, uh, and one that has certainly fallen on hard times recently, but is showing signs of trending in the right direction under Iserman. If anyone could convince Trotz of their vision of the future, I think Iserman's probably the guy. All that said, I I just I feel like Trotz was always labeled for the Jets somehow, and I, I kind of continue to stick to that. And I feel like based on the announcements starting to roll in, honestly, just within hours of one another, Trotz's decision is going to be coming really soon, probably before Friday, or if not Friday, then like into the early parts of the weekend. I think teams aren't going to keep waiting around, and I think they're going to make their decision, even if Trotz is kind of not really... Uh, tipped his hand for his final destination yet. So we're kind of sitting tight. But as far as like Bruce Cassidy and Tortorella are concerned, the only disappointment here was that Cassidy was always kind of labeled for a team that's not Winnipeg. I feel like Bruce would have been a really good option, but I also didn't really expect him to have that much interest in the Jets job. I think Winnipeg tried to reach out to him and do their due diligence. Uh, I suspect that the conversation probably wasn't that long. I think Cassidy always had at least one or two teams in mind, and it seems like the signing for Vegas happened within just a few days of his dismissal in Boston. So it's not like he was particularly, um, I wouldn't say like super patient with this. I, th I think he kind of knew where he wanted to go and he was ready to get it done. And so uh, unfortunately for the Jets, that did not mean Winnipeg was in the running. I, I think they would have been a really distant choice, like far back, probably on his list. Is that a problem? Uh, it kind of sucks a bit, if I'm being honest, but it's not that big of a deal. I mean, there's only so much the Jets can control. So at this rate, instead of kind of crying over spilled milk, you just sort of suck it up and deal with it. Now, for Tortorella, no, I, I don't think he would have been a fit for this team. Even if he has learned some new things and he's preaching more interesting offensive concepts, uh, as a whole, I still think he probably isn't the right person for this team. And Obviously, if the team wants to con you know, continue uh, having Pierre-Luc Dubois on the roster, I don't think you want the coach that kind of lit into him when he was in Columbus. Uh, was the criticism of PLD fair back then? Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't really know the full story, so I'm not going to give my thoughts on that. But uh, obviously, if you're hiring somebody, you don't want to cause any discord that, that's, you know, that's more than necessary. And I feel like Tortorella... He's always a bit of one of those love him or hate him kind of coaches. A lot of players really like him, but, you know, with the, the Jets, maybe he needed to turn more towards youth. Um, I just don't see him being the primary option here. So all in all, you know, I think Trotz is still uh, the biggest choice that the Jets are, are kind of hoping um, to, to, to know sooner rather than later. If not him, maybe Jim Montgomery. 
Uh, Montgomery for me, I, I have some reservations about on the personal side, but you know, that is kind of a separate issue. And I, I don't know that it's going to come into play unless uh, the Jets don't see Trotz signing for them soon. So yeah, I'd be curious to know how you feel, feel about this. Be sure to let me know at HL Living Local and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter and in the YouTube comments below. Tell me what you think about these coaching signings and if you wished either Cassidy or Tortorella had joined the Jets. In just a little bit, we'll take a look at Winnipeg's longer-term situation and trying to figure out how exactly they're supposed to overhaul this roster because uh, obviously with the rest of the Central Division continuing to get better, especially as Colorado leads the way, the Jets are going to have to do some serious work to get this team back into a really competitive state. But before we go any further, I just want to shout out one of our friends at BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. They've got all the latest developments and trends, including odds, news, and stuff for sports like uh, NBA basketball championship matchups, NHL uh, conference finals and Stanley Cup finals games, the Major League Baseball season, which is still you know just getting underway really for, for a lot of teams, uh, MMA and UFC fighting, as well as boxing. And if you're not into that, they've also got uh, horse racing. They've got Bundesliga and, and Premier League football, which is awesome for a lot of you looking for uh, more football-oriented sports. They've even got racing, like automotive racing. Um, and if you're not into sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games. So you're, you're really covering all of your bases. And again, they've also got live news, live betting odds, esports, and so much more, all bundled into a super easy-to-use approachable package. It really doesn't take anything to sign up and get started right now. So do that by going to betonline.net. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we're taking a look a little bit into the longer-term future of Winnipeg. Uh, the Jets have a very complicated contract situation going forward. Um, this season even is a little bit challenging for them to kind of deal with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois not really committing just yet. And going forward, Winnipeg doesn't have that much of an easier road. Uh, they've only got a couple of players locked down with term, but after the 2024-25 season, suddenly things get a little bit dicey. Obviously, Josh Morrissey is locked up for a good long while, which, uh, depending on your perspective, either you're happy about that or maybe you were a little bit uncertain. Uh, he's being paid a pretty decent amount, and so you're hoping that he continues to uh, maintain that really high level of play. But aside from that, you've only got like Kyle Connor. And, um, well, honestly, Adam Lowry and a few other guys locked up for that term. Uh, Connor Hellebuck's deal is up after the 2023-24 season, which probably means within the next two years, that is Winnipeg's competitive window. So long as you've got Hellebuck on the books, you've got a, a team that can conceivably, with adjustments, make the postseason. But after his contract is up, uh, I have some concerns about signing him long term after that. I, I think... Goaltender performance is obviously a very hit-or-miss situation. Everyone chases that elite goaltender to carry them through the postseason. But, you know, at age 30, 31, 32, you're starting to wonder how many more seasons do these guys have left. And Hellebuck, after making around six or just a little bit over six million for the past several years, he will be looking for a raise. And I, I just... With how we're we're starting to look at uh, goaltending tandems and uh, the usages these days, 
it's becoming less and less clear on how it should be structured. Uh, having those elite starters can be a, a, a critical game-changing piece in the playoffs, but you know, during the regular season, what do you need mostly? If you have league average with a pretty decent offense and a solid enough defense, you can get by throughout the regular season. Seven-game playoff series, it gets a little bit more challenging. But I, I just don't know if Hellebuck is the kind of guy uh, that at the end of his contract, I'm looking to really gamble on and sign long term. It could, you know, certainly pan out well for the Jets. And if he has like a super long career like Lankovist, then you're you're laughing to the bank, right? You're getting a guy who's going to be posting up monster numbers every season and being one of the top goalies in the league. But if Hellebuck maybe takes a more average track, which, you know, this season for him was a little bit down compared to some of his previous years. You know, is this the sign that he's starting to maybe start to slide a little bit in decline? Or is it just because this team's defense was so poor uh, that we're not really going to worry too much about, uh, you know, a, a one season aberrance and you're looking more towards the overall cumulative performance, which is still pretty darn good. There's a lot of questions there, and I don't know that I have the right answer. Um, for me, I think after Hellebuck's contract is up, I think the Jets probably can't risk re-signing him unless he wants to take a cheaper deal, and I just don't really see an incentive there. I think it wouldn't be fair to ask that of him, and I think he should you know, seek to get the most that he can with the last contract that he'll probably be signing, um, you know, for especially with term, right? Uh, Kyle Connor, you know, he's got a couple years after that. Shifley, of course, is up in the same season that Hellebuck is, so uh, Shifley is another player that I wouldn't really want to uh, lock up long-term after his deal ends. I love what he brings, but, you know, I'm also not under any illusions that because of the issues that he has in his current game and the lack of, uh, I, I guess, well-rounded performances, he's not a player that I think the Jets should be prioritizing to build around. Instead, I'd be looking to try and make Pierre-Luc Dubois that guy, but again, that's kind of dependent on Dubois wanting to do this and and being a a future number one C for the Jets. Wheeler, though, will be coming off the books for 2024-25, and I think that that opens a world of possibilities for the Jets. At that point, you know, Perfetti's off of his deal and is now an RFA, so he's going to probably need a pretty significant raise if, based on this trajectory, he progresses to where I think he could be. Uh, the Jets' defense is also going to have some notable gaps. DeMello's going to be a free agent. Dylan's a free agent. I don't think Dylan's even going to be around here with uh, maybe the next year or so. He might even be out this summer. Um, Pionk has only one year after that. Uh, same with Nate Schmidt. I don't think you can really move Schmidt's money. I think he's probably a, a long-term jet. And after his deal ends, uh, unless he's willing to take like a significant discount, I would probably let him walk. Pionk, I, I really don't know what to do with. I, I think at some point the, the talk of a trade probably has to be considered because this past season was really bad. And unless you think he can rebound, you don't want to get stuck with a new no movement clause for the last two years of his deal if he's not really going to be at the same level that he was when it was just the North Division and he could kind of run riot. I still think that maybe the injury stuff that he had last year kind of impacted his performance, but again, there's too many unknowns there and with so many deals kind of ending, I say, you know, after 2023-24, that's when the rebuild will start and I think the Jets are going to have to tear it all down which means some of the guys like Pionk and Schmidt, uh, if they waive their movement clauses and the Jets retain salary, they'll get sent on to other teams. Uh, Ehlers is probably one of the few that I would really do everything to retain after his deal uh, expires the following season.
But basically, the Jets have two years to win the Cup, and after that, it starts over. That's really scary, to be honest. Uh, Winnipeg has such a short window, but this is the reality of what Winnipeg kind of did to itself by having the last three to four years basically be pissed away. Unfortunately, the Jets are in a really bad position long term, um, and trying to figure out how to supplant or supplement the the roster, I, I think the Jets are going to have to make a big trade this offseason for like, uh, you know, a high end top six forward. I don't know if Sean Couturier is the kind of guy that I would target. I really like Coots, and I think that there is a scenario where he works. Um, but, you know, I think the Jets have to be wary of trading for guys with any sort of injury history um, and guys who are kind of closer to 30, especially uh, signing free agents like that as well. Some uh, players, you know, in more depth roles, like a, say, you know, a Tyler Ennis, I think is fine. But I think the Jets need to make more use of trading for RFAs. Winnipeg's drafting itself isn't that great um, past a certain point. So instead of wasting those picks on guys who aren't going to be uh, NHL caliber players under this Jets team and their development system, maybe look to bring in guys like Puya Yarvi. Look for players who are out of favor, who don't really have... Um, a defined role with their current teams, pluck them on, pluck them up and, and honestly get them for super cheap. These guys have already played some NHL games. A lot of them are going to have experience. And most likely, if you know what you're looking for, they're going to bring skill sets that are actually super useful for the Jets and maybe even uh, embarrassing for their former teams to let go. Um, I, I do think that there are some RFAs that are going to be available just because their team's Present teams can't really afford them. I think the Jets need to be all in for players like Tchuk, uh, Besser, Strom, whatever they can do here to try and free up some elite goal-scoring talent, do it. Because these guys are young, they're in their prime, and if you can kind of push this window out for maybe one more season, two to three years of being a playoff contender, I would be more satisfied with that. I think the two-year window for me is re- really nerve-wracking because it, it's basically just a few months from starting, and after that, everything is kind of up in the air. Um, if the Jets really struggle and don't find their feet next year, then the rebuild's going to have to start even earlier. I hate to say it, but I just feel like the Jets have dug themselves a hole, and they only have one or two ways out of it. So let's hope Winnipeg can actually kind of pull through here, get a really good head coach, Uh, hit the ground running next season, and actually give us a playoff performance. We've really been starved of good Jets hockey. Um, That's the best way I can describe it. And to see this team look the way it has, uh, have poor body language, guys who are frustrated and upset with the direction of the team, it sucks to see. Um, And I think the fans, frankly, just deserve better. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Vent in the comments below uh, in, you know, whatever way you feel. Keep it family-friendly. Uh, and I'll try to answer any of your questions or feedback um, later this week, maybe on Friday. I'd like to have a fan feedback. So uh, drop your questions for like a mailbag episode. I'll try and get to as many as I can. And uh, yeah, you know, the next two years are going to be some of the biggest in Winnipeg Jets history. Let's hope that it is the fun kind of history because after that is when the pain is going to start. But again, I'm not going to try and uh, I don't want to make things a little bit too dour. We're going to close on a positive note that at least, you know, for the time being, maybe we're looking at Barry Trotz in the next couple of days. And if that happens, I'm going to feel a little bit better about Winnipeg Jets hockey for the foreseeable future. But uh, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that I have to uh, rant and moan about the Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. 
like I said, later this week, we'll have fan feedback from your, your mailbag questions. So again, get them submitted here or on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Uh, but before you hop off, be sure to make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.